This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon, this is Live and Learn on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Bukit Bintang is set to host the International Sports and Fitness Festival in conjunction with the World Day of the Deaf and also in conjunction with Malaysia Day festivities. Now, under the umbrella of the AFT International Sports and Fitness Festival, the Sporting Extravaganza aims to bring together over 100 hours of sports, fitness and wellness experiences under one virtual roof across the region, partnering with city councils, tourism bodies, business retailers, including small business vendors and community sporting groups. And the focus, of course, is going to be on promoting racial harmony and promoting inclusion in sports. So there's a lot that is happening uh, and it's over three cities. Uh, so I'm going to find out all about it. Joining me today are Nikki Yo and Jasmine Lowe. They are the co-founders of GoInternationalGroup.com. Nikki is also the uh, co-founder of Fitness Today. And also joining us, Ng Yi Chen. He is the chairman of the BBKLCC Tourism Association, who's played an integral part in getting this festival off the ground. We're going to find out more. Welcome, everybody. How are you today? Hi, Juliana. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much uh, for joining me today. So I think I don't think I did it justice in the introduction. There's so much to unpack here. <laughs> Maybe Nikki and Jasmine, you want to give us a rundown of what this whole thing is about? Yes. Um, well, Jasmine? No, go ahead, Nikki. We're always yeah. doing She's my fitness coach and I'm the one who really needs uh, a lot of, um, how would you say, a lot of nudge. Uh, (laughs) I understand. I understand. Okay. Maybe we can go back, Nikki, to 2012. Well, um, we started uh, um, focusing on fitness way back in 2012 uh, by uh, removing all the chairs in our office. Reason being is because, you know, we realized that we were just working two long hours and uh, didn't even have time to to exercise at all. So one of the things that we did was actually to change all the chairs in the office to fitness balls. And that's that's the start of how um, Move 8 started in our office. And uh, yes, that's the beginning of it. Being, um, uh, you know, somebody who's like uh, in front of the computer a lot, uh, when she removed the chairs in the office, it was almost absolutely impossible to not move when you're sitting on an exercise ball. Mm. So we started having meet- meetings on, on exercise balls as well. So we that were all a- bouncing. <laughs> we were all bouncing. It was great. It was great. Okay. And um, so the idea of this is, so it's across three cities, right? There's, there's you know, several sort of events happening, not, not concurrently, right? But um, at different times, right? I mean, what is the idea behind this particular uh, festival? The AFT, um, which stands for A Fitness Today, uh, YA, because A stands for a lot of great things that start first. Mm-hmm. So fitness should be A in our lives. Um, also, for us to actually get to the end result, to have you know a healthy and uh, a fit mind, a healthy and fit body, you got to start with um, small little things, little changes that sort of get your body used to it. We call it like a neuroplasticity, for example. Sometimes, you know, during COVID, I think my body even forgot to move. It (laughs) forgot. So what we wanted to do, like coming out of like such a huge pandemic, uh, almost three years in so many cities across the world, what we wanted to do was just get everybody outdoors and, you know, also to help um, a lot of city dwellers to get them into malls again. And malls are actually... In Malaysia, for example, malls are actually very deceiving. They're they're not just malls. 
they're actually our public parks. So, you know, when, when you go like shopping or when you go walk around a mall, there's about eight floors and each circumference, you could easily do one kilometre. True, true. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, what we're doing is uh, we're starting with Bukit Bintang and then we're heading off to Sydney Chinatown. Yes, Sydney Chinatown down under in Australia. And then we're headed up north, four hours up north, New South Wales coast to Port Macquarie Hastings Council. So that's the whole Port Macquarie um, zone that's very famous for their koala hospital, uh, for whales. And there's a 19-kilometre walking trail that's been proven and approved uh, by a lot of uh, hikers. So we're going to be walking there as well. So we're starting with the malls in KL. Uh, I think uh, Mr. Ng can actually share a little bit more about why we're going there as well. Yeah, Mr. Ng, you know, um, as I mentioned, Chairman of the BBKLCC, uh, KLCC Tourism Association, can you tell me a little bit about, you know, the work that you do through the association and uh, how you join these two ladies in their quote-unquote crazy idea? This BBKLCC started as Motag wanted uh, the tourism ministry. They wanted to uh, promote Malaysia as a shopping haven. It's that's it's all about shopping tourism, and uh, we started having fundings from uh, Pemandu, and uh, we did mega sales. That's I mean that was seven years, six years ago where. That's where you you started seeing uh, shopping malls doing mega sales. It's it's part of the program of promoting Malaysia as a shopping destination, and we we do have that advantage in, in the sense that our, our operating costs are, are lower than Singapore or Hong Kong, but but our uh, the products as uh, even uh, cameras are, are not taxed. I mean back then. It was not tagged. So we have a competitive advantage. And it's something that Malaysia is is, uh, is good at promoting and selling it as a reason for people to come. right? Mm-hmm. But moving forward, we realize that uh, we can't be just doing mega sales. So I came when I came on board on uh, as the chairman last year, I kind of set a new direction and say, maybe we shouldn't do mega sales. And uh, let's do some activities. We are at the heart of the Golden Triangle. We are in Bukit Bintang. We are in KLCC area. Um, that's that's a lot of concrete, a lot of glass structures, mm. right? Kind of cold. But there are a lot of people. Yeah, if, if you go, you go walk around outside outside at Jalan Bukit Bintang. It's pack of people. Whether it's tourists, whether it's local, we constantly have this feedback whereby it, uh, KL doesn't have culture. They don't, they don't see it. It's not that we don't have, right? But it's not presented. And then uh, there are a lot of things that people feel that is not uh, not available in KL, in KL, especially in this concrete jungle. So I thought that maybe uh, uh, if we can find activities, mm. any other thing than shopping, because shopping will come. Now, if people come to the city, shopping will come. They, they, they will have to go sit down in a cafe, they will have to have their lunch and their dinner. So let's, let's not get too worried about that. But uh, focus on activities that can, for everyone to have a reason to come. Okay. And so this was a natural fit then, wasn't it? Yes, yes. When Nikki brought this up, I thought, oh, well, I've never heard of this. Maybe uh, 
maybe a lot of people have not have that, have experienced this. Okay. Yes, no, definitely. And it's interesting because I, I can say that, you know, I get my 10,000 steps in a day when I go to the mall, definitely, because the amount of walking <laughs> that you do, so much better <laughs> than all of that. Um, so, and, and of course, you know, the, the interesting thing about this for me as well was that, you know, you want to seek, uh, you seek to make this event uh, very inclusive for all as well. Am I correct? Um, you know, and it's not just for someone who doesn't lead active lifestyles or who aren't interested. Can you elaborate on that for me? Um, we started because we realized that uh, um, fitness has got many, many layers, you know, uh, just like how the community has many layers, fitness activity has many, many stages as well. Uh, I sit on the board of Exercises Medicine Malaysia, which is part of the American College of Sports Medicine, where um, we uh, certify doctors to prescribe exercise as the first line of uh, uh, prescription uh, for their patient. And uh, one of the things that uh, um, we look at is uh, whether a person is able to engage in uh, which category of exercise. And the most basic exercise that a person can actually do is walking. And so that's how uh, this this walk hunt came about, because we realized that after COVID, um, people are very disconnected from many things. Mental health is uh, skyrocketing. Um, children are not talking to their parents, uh, but they're texting, you know. So we're trying to create that tradition of bonding again, bonding, fellowship. Um, we've got a professional um, hunt master to create questions whereby it is inclusive to all layers of community, number one. Number two, we're also using the questions whereby the people will actually automatically slow down and have to take in their environment as well. So we're trying to get them to also use uh, different aspects of their, uh, their, you know, not, not just, you know, like on their phone, you know. So you're actually looking at various things when you're out about in the malls, you know. So, um, Yes, the people that we're looking at, uh, the demographic that we're looking at is uh, not just the active and physically able ones, but also the ones that are not. So parents, mom and dad, including those that have mobility issues, okay. as well as those who are uh, neurodiverse as well. So imagine if uh, mom and dad comes for this walk. We're already engaging them using the um, questions. They will automatically slow down. They will have to work as a team, so they have to talk to each other. And uh, they will have to um, find the questions and answers together. But what if mom and dad and the two kids are out in Bukit Bintang? How about grandma and granddad who may have mobility issues? So grandma and granddad can actually come on the walk on the VR. So they are not left behind. So this is where we want to engage them cognitively as well. Um, we've been telling all our partners, this is not a treasure hunt. This is actually a cognitive exercise where everybody is included. So in the VR, um, we're looking to engage people who are visually impaired, number one, where there's going to be audio to them. Number two, uh, those who are uh, mute, they're not able to, to speak, but they're visually okay. So they can come on the VR as well. So the VR has got two aspects to it, an audio part as well as a visual part. That, yeah. So um, we know that through research, we know that uh, when a person is engaged, uh, even visually or on an auditory uh, format, their, um, 
their level of endorphins will increase or decrease depending on that activity. So if I'm engaging in a positive activity, my uh, endorphins would increase. So it would make me feel better. Okay, and, yeah. and and it's really fascinating, right? And and I I mean I'm just wondering about the mechanics. You know how will it? You know how do you get the the VR sort of headset? You know I mean how how does that sort of aspects work as well for this? Uh, mm-hmm. I want to call it a walkathon or no a treasure hunt? No, what should I call it? This this event? Yeah, we've called it the Move Eight. Move Eight. Okay. VR. Walker Hunt. Walker Hunt. Okay, got <laughs> it. A little bit more complicated. <laughs> but, well, the VR in this sense is not as what... Um, you don't have to have the goggles. It's it's oh. going to be on YouTube and it's a 360 video, so it's all immersive. Um, nice. If you don't have the goggles, you can just... Because VR also can be limiting. Uh, I think they have tried using VR in many, many occasions. And some malls have also... I'm, I'm not sure, Mr. Ng, if Sungai Wang is planning to do like um, a VR version of Sungai Wang, for example, where you can actually shop. You know, I think you can already do that in Google Maps. But um, uh, will, will, will that be a, a function, Mr. Ng, in future? Yeah, that, that's something that we should explore, actually. That's wonderful because sometimes um, we, we've actually gone through some of these maps uh, where you can actually you know, buy a property. I know some people who have bought property just using VR, using video, mm. and yes. they haven't even been there. Yes. So I've heard of quite a few families, you know, they just send a link to the, um, the person who's buying the property and they just use uh, a walkthrough. Um, but going back to what Nikki was saying about you know, being fit for good, I mean, that's the whole uh, element and the basis of what we're doing. The Move 8 VR Walker Hunt wants to engage people so that they can not just be fit and healthy, but they can also do some good. So what we're trying to do is to bring different different groups of society together. And we've involved, um, I think there's going to be about 40 girls from YWCA. They're going to be walking together with the Malaysian Blind Sports Association. There's about 13 um, uh, sight-impaired athletes coming out to walk. Um, We've also got World Vision Malaysia with their Hope Zone. So they also have a VR element where you can put the the goggles on and see how girls are schooled in um, emerging countries and in places like uh, Africa or in Cambodia, how people actually go to school. So you'll be walking, you know, for a girl so that she can go to school, for example. So we're raising funds in this activity as well. It's free of charge for everybody to sign up. Sportsfitnessfestival.com, that's the website. It's free of charge. But if you're a corporate and you want to donate, you're more than welcome to bring your, you know, your your co-workers, your employees, so that we can all come and walk together. Um the other organizations that we're working with in Australia are the Port Karate's um, Karate Kids on the Spectrum. Okay. So they're using um, karate to engage adults and children with autism or ADHD just to break down barriers. Um, so that's one way of using sport. And then also the Mental Wheels Foundation. They're using um, a sit-up challenge that's going on right now. They're using the sit-up challenge to um, basically improve mental and physical state of um, of mind just by doing sit-ups. Okay. So 66 sit-ups per day. 
and they're trying to break a world record. Nice. So, yeah. Um, and then there's there's another organization we're working with, um, and this is quite important uh, for people in Australia, for example. It's an organization called All Together Now, which is a harm prevention charity that acknowledges that racism is a form of abuse. So their mission is to educate Australians about racism. So there's quite a few yes. charity partners involved. Mm -hmm. And very diverse uh, sort of like uh, things that they are interested in and things that they are looking out for as well, right? So that's really lovely. So, I mean, you know, it goes back to what you said. Uh, it's very inclusive. Uh, it's a very inclusive uh, event. And Mr. Ng, you know, for, and, and it also bringing, you know, the businesses in, right? I mean, that's so important. We, you know, a lot of people say, ah, just yet another mall. But this is a way that the community and, you know, the, the malls and, and, you know, all the different, uh, uh, different stakeholders can actually come together for, I guess, you know, you want to say the greater good in that sense, right? Right? Yes. Yeah. How do you see um, events like this, you know, actually empowering um, business and communities, uh, you know, in the area, especially like, let's just talk about the Bukit Bintang area. How do you see this sort of event, like empowering them and uh, just, yeah, improving relationships, perhaps, you know, between uh, customers and, and th those who own businesses? Basically, we are, we, are, uh, we are incorporating the idea that malls is, uh, is not just for shopping. But is it is also uh, a, a space for community, and you uh, can do uh, uh, fundraising. You can do uh, charities. Uh, you can support uh, communities in need. So it's it's more than just a, a, a buying selling place. Mm. It's it uh, it's it can be a community center per se as as um, you can do a lot more with the space than just uh, looking at products. Connect people to people uh, more directly and more emotionally. No, definitely. And it's a whole ecosystem there, isn't it, already existing there? And, uh, you know, this is a way... And, you know, Bukit Bintang area, there is a very strong community around it, right? The people who live there, the people who frequent to it. It's not just shoppers, right? There's so many different types of people who use it. Uh, and this is an interesting way to sort of bring everybody together in a fun way and, uh, you know, to promote uh, healthy living as well, but also to pr promote fostering that sort of uh, community ties as well, yeah? Yeah, there are a lot of residents in in the city. Mm. And most of these in high-rise building, very small uh, space for activities, right? So uh, it makes sense to, to actually uh, to come out and engage. And with, with the monorail, MRT, GoKL, which is free transport uh, bus going around. Uh, mo mobility is not an issue, but uh, what to join? what to participate, mm. what to post. I think th those are things we need to ask ourselves. It's not just, yeah, Malaysia is well known for food, right? Uh, variety of foods, even roti chana can, can be on top of the list. Uh, but I think that we can do more than just food.
Yeah, definitely. More than food and shopping, right? I mean, we can do, I mean, yeah. yes, that is part of it. But yeah, you can do so much more alongside that, right? It's not just going and buying and eating. And and that again, you know, goes back to the premise of this whole uh, this whole festival, right? It's a it's a good way to, to get fit uh, while not actually thinking about it, right? Because you think, oh, okay, I need to go to the gym. I need to go exercise. It's it, That's kind of a barrier, but this is like a fun way to do it. And again, very inclusive. So helping with also mental health and things like that right yes when we created this when we created it we thought about everybody because uh, most of us are here sitting here we most likely have an access to a gym mm. even if we don't have we are able to access a gym uh, we may even have access to a personal trainer or some kind of sports facility but if we think about the greater population of the entire malaysia right not everybody has access to that and so how do we provide that? And that's how a Move 8, uh, 8 Fitness Today and Move 8, our advocacy uh, started because we realized that not everybody can afford fitness. And we want to make sure that um, sports and fitness and wellness is accessible to everybody. Uh, so this, this walk, like Jasmine said, is uh, provided free for everybody. But for corporate, uh, we invite corporate to come and pledge. Uh, to so that there's continuity as well, you know. And why Fit for Good? Because Fit for Good started, because um, I, I used to run marathon races and uh, we also organized marathons as well. We realized that, you know, the percentage of people who actually run the race is a very small percentage. It's only like a few percent. But when you look at the peripheral, all the other people are not running. Not because they don't want to, maybe they can't. And then the, the the next layer of people who are actually at home, probably they can't even run. Mm -hmm. Could be due to a medical condition, could be due to a physical condition, you know. So how do we actually provide sports and fitness to them as well? And so this one goes back to uh, the level of exercise. Most people can walk. And if they cannot walk, this is where the VR comes in to allow them to have that access to sports as well. Yeah. Okay. Actually, my mom, my mom is um, who's actually seventy eight with dementia, type two diabetes, chronic kidney disease. She's really the inspiration for for all of this, because uh, for about I think eight years, my family and I mm. have been caring for her, and seeing that the trajectory of where I could be, mm. I really do not want to age like that. You know, I feel so sorry for her. She used to play golf, play squash, play tennis. All of that. She was a teacher. She was so active. And then uh, as soon as she had her type 2 di uh, diabetes diagnosis, uh, she couldn't drive anymore, right? So and then she's now sight impaired as well. That's so uh, okay. But, but you know what? We take it as if we don't even think about it. And even my dad is sight impaired now. So I am super paranoid that it's going to happen to me. So we created a podcast that's how we also started. And we started talking to a lot of our medical practitioners, doctors, and we have a health talks session as well as part of this festival. And what was told to us was that, yes, you might be, um, you know, you might have the DNA. People, people will say like, oh, if my mom has that, my dad has that, I might become uh, diabetic as well. So we asked a lot of questions of these doctors and medical lab scientists, like Dr. Desmond Menon was one. And he basically said, look, these are like all the markers in your, in your DNA, right? Mm. Um, it's whether or not you turn the switch on. And how mm. do you turn the switch on? 
by doing exactly what they were doing, eating exactly what they were eating, and being you know from a culture of food. Sometimes we don't even think what we're putting into our bodies until it's you, know, you become pre-diabetic, which is what I was about three years ago. So, a lot of back paddling and a lot of walking. Okay, but and and but you know you're seeing results, isn't it? And you know it's just simple changes, small changes, I guess, gradual changes as well. And you've seen uh, so much uh, impact uh, from those little, little changes, right? That's right, and that's why I really appreciate having a. Uh, a business partner uh, and co-founder like Nikki because she's like that voice you really don't want to hear. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, for the greater good, Nikki. Don't say don't say sorry. <laughs> Sometimes she will be calling me and I have a curry pop in my mouth. How la? Kantoi, that's the word, kantoi. <laughs> okay, so, um, no, no, so it sounds like a really wonderful event, you know, again, um, and, and not just here, right, also in Sydney and Port Macquarie, um, and it's going to do a lot for, uh, a lot for people, communities, businesses especially, and, you know, neurodivergent people, people with different abilities, so really as inclusive as it can get, la, it sounds like it. Um, how yes. can, f- um, how can folks actually participate? Uh, I think, Jasmine, you mentioned just go to the website, can you, like, register and things like like that? Yes, they can go to the website. Um, we like to nickname this the Spotify. Spotify. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> Not Spotify, but Spotify. <laughs> Sports Fitness Festival. Because Malaysians also like to short form everything. Spotify lah. So we want to make it such a thing that people just remember that they will come and Spotify, come and move, come and have fun. And there's, of course, free lunch involved uh, for these, these groups that we're bringing out. We're going to be actually bringing business back to, you know, the um, the malls, to Laoyat Plaza, to Pavilion, to Sungai Wang, Fahrenheit 88. There's Lot 10. And then there's also, also KLCC, Star Hill. Um, KLCC is not involved this year because they're just too... Uh, busy, you know, for um, Malaysian celebrations. Yeah, so um, we we will be hopefully doing this again. Um, and of course, Port Macquarie is calling on the 4th and 5th of November. It's happening there with all the other activities. There's a sports expo, there's a health and beauty fair, there's a health talk session, and then um, we're talking to the uh, First Nations elders as well to to guide the walks. And the walk in Chinatown, in Sydney Chinatown, same thing. They're trying to basically revive and and boost the economy in Sydney Chinatown. Mm. So I I met um, Mr. George Winky, who was born in 1934, moved to Sydney in 1946. And he was telling me about how everything was in Sydney Chinatown. It was so interesting. Mm. So I hope that uh, he also will be able to make it to, to lead us on the walk. So he said yes. So uh, I've I've actually been recording him as well. So there's going to be voice bites that are planted into that VR video, making it very immersive. Nice. So sportsfitnessfestival.com. Okay, sports. Sportsfitness. <laughs> I think that one will people will just automatically remember that's Puffy but yes the website is <laughs> yeah so so for for the VR element you know um, Malaysians right now are able to actually walk Sydney as well as walk Port Macquarie uh, using the VR element that we have actually built in into yeah that's the whole idea of it you know so um, if I'm if I'm uh, mobility challenge you 
you know, so I'm still able to actually uh, experience this walk in Sydney and in Port Macquarie and vice versa as well nice. for the Australians to be able to visit Bukit Bintang in Kuala Lumpur, you know, together with us on the 24th of September. Okay. Okay. It sounds wonderful. So again, you know, if anyone's listening and they'd like to get involved, just head to sportsfitnessfestival.com. Spoffife, remember the Spoffife uh, little acronym there. Uh, and again, as you guys mentioned, it's happening on the 24th of September uh, in KL's downtown shopping paradise of Bukit Bintang. Uh, many malls uh, involved, uh, as you mentioned. And the duration is about 45 minutes to three hours, right? That kind of depends on the individual. Yes, yeah. because... Some people might get distracted. <laughs> so the distraction is fine. So it's not like how usually people would uh, be in the marathon and say, you know, I want to be the first, you know, I want to uh, I want to beat the other person. Where else this is totally different. What we want them to do is to bond. So when you bond, you take time to do that, you know. So we want them to slow down. It's a cognitive type of uh, experience that they're going to be experiencing because they're going to be answering the question together. Mm -hmm. They're going to bond. They're going to walk together. They might even go for te tarik together halfway. That's what we want them to do. Just make you sure know? it's cool. Anesia? Yeah. <laughs> kurang, kurang, oh, kosong. Kurang. Oh, kosong. <laughs> oh, kosong, yes. Yeah. Oh, kosong, yes. Because one te tarik, believe it or not, Juliet, has got eight spoonfuls of sugar. I know. And that's also... That's also one of, one of the... Yeah, I used to have about four te tariks in a day, so... Never mind. The key word here is used to, you know, thanks to Nikki and, you know, everything else, you know, you're on the right path again. Um, yeah. So, and again, for corporate registration, right, uh, that uh, I believe it starts at a thousand ringgit for a group of eight people. Did I get that right? Yes, yeah. that's correct. A group of eight or 5,000 for a group of 20. And pretty much almost all of that is going away to donations uh, to World Vision. Malaysians, uh, the Malaysian Blind Sports Association, mm -hmm. where we want to send an athlete to Paris Paralympics next year, and uh, and also for lunch. For lunch, nice. <laughs> and also for lunch. You know, ladies, you know, it sounds wonderful, you know, wonderful, really exciting. Uh, you know, thank you for organising it. Mr. Ng, you know, what are your hopes for this? You know, do you see this as uh, something that, you know, can be continued throughout the years? What are your hopes for this uh, This Okay, I want to get the this VR Walker Hunt, Move 8 Fortune VR Walker Hunt. Do you see it as a sign of things to come, you know, for the community uh, in Bukit Bintang? Yeah, we, we hope that this is a learning curve for us. We have to go through a very steep learning curve to know how to do this. But uh, that's, uh, there's always this possibility that we will uh, do this more frequent now that we know what to do and how to prepare for it. Okay. No, and then it's great that, you know, it, you're trying something new out as well and that, you know, you're, you know, since taking over, uh, you want to do different things rather than mega sales, right? Because I think people kind of get um, desensitized to the mega sales as well because it always seems like there's, there's always a sale happening, right? So some new uh, invigorating ways to get the community and people back into the area as well. So I think it's really great. Um, how about for you, Jasmine and Nikki, any concluding messages that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Uh, Nikki, you want to go first? Yes, um, fit for good. Um, well, fit for good is uh, I always believe, you know, if I'm so fit, I'm able to run a marathon. I've got six packs. But if I am of no use to my neighbours, I'm of no use. So we always advocate um, uh, for people who are fit to come out, join us, 
be part of us so that we can actually use our fitness for the good of a community or for the good of our neighbors. So in this sense, uh, we're using our fitness for good for um, to help World Vision to uh, to help 1,000 girls to not be child uh, brides in this case and provide education for them, as well as to send one uh, blind athlete to Paralympics 2024. Okay, excellent. Uh, Jasmine, any final uh, messages you'd like to leave us with? Well, you know, um, it's actually cool to bring your parents out with you. That's what I realised. So the 2018 proof of concept walkathon that we did around um, Dataran DB, uh, DBKL, which is where they have the KL Car Free Morning mm. every Sunday. Mm. So for that one, I brought my mom and dad. And uh, my dad actually completed the seven kilometre loop. That was really um, great. Okay. So... Thanks to those guys who, you know, Nizam and um, uh, um, Arwa Datuk Naim, uh, who set that up, the KL Kafri morning, it just got a lot of thousands of people out on Sundays with the streets with no cars. So maybe that could be something that uh, BBKLCC could consider in future. Okay. Well, I think, you know, just the start of many, many great things to come. So, but, you know, for folks listening, uh, do go uh, and find out more about and how you can be part of the Move uh, move It. I guess you want to say it like Move It, right? Move It, kind of. That's how it's supposed to sound, right? Move It, Fit for Good, VR Walker Hunt. That website, again, is sportsfitnessfestival.com. All the information is there. Uh, and uh, my thanks again to all three of my guests. I was speaking to Mr. Ng Yi Chen, the chairman of the BBKLCC Tourism Association, and Nikki Yo and Jasmine Lo, the co-founders of GoInternationalGroup.com, uh, which is an ex- experiential media group that produces impact content as we can see um, again but if you miss any part of our conversation you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my learn you can also find it on the bfm app this has been live and learn on the bigger picture bfm 89.9 you have been listening to a podcast from bfm 89.9 the business station for more stories of the same kind download the bfm app